Previously on the Reroll Podcast, Bo gains some insight into Kiaran's ruthless upbringing and the cause of her current condition. The plan was to split my soul. They wanted to remove the good from me, the part that hesitated. Louie gives Groth a powerful Spice Girls lunchbox. Take this, Groth, and bring back some cool shit. Kiaran reveals a disturbing detail about this portal. I know not of the Fae, but I heard the Matron on the other side. Yeah, the Matron of Spiders. Flint and Raven conspire to play a little dirty with Remy. We're going to have to find some way to dig up some dirt. Believe me, I've been trying. Louis becomes the only one at the lab who knows what this cataclysm may have brought with it. Everything that's ever died still has some sort of body to occupy. No, no, Groth, if that's the case, it's the end of the world. If Groth is right, it's probably just that. So, we need to decide what we're going to do about it. Sounds like time's running out. We have to decide if we're saving Brambleton now or if we're leaving it to burn. With Brambleton's rescue in one direction and Kiaran's in the other, not to mention certain death wherever Groth intends to lead us, we can't do it all, but we have to do something. Let's see what it will be. Welcome back to the Reroll Podcast. Go ahead, Tanner. Please, after you. No, I'll wait. Wait for... Today's what? icebreaker is a question about our Pathfinder characters. Uh, when we were transferring <laughs> our characters over to Pathfinder, what did you find particularly... What were the difficulties that you faced? Would it go easily or difficult? Sorry, did you, were you saying something, Tanner? No, it's fine. Tanner's cross with me because I've been, steal, I've been stealing the intros, apparently, and I didn't even realize that I was doing it. So I would apologize, but I'm not going to. <laughs> Are you familiar with the character from Game of Thrones, Ilan Payne? Yes. I'm going to cut your tongue out, is what I'm trying to say. Okay, really, yeah, really, that was one of those where we're going. Gonna... <laughs> yeah, cool. Well, if you didn't catch our supersonic icebreaker, uh, what I was wondering from you guys is when we converted our Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition characters over to Pathfinder 2nd edition, what is something you found particularly particularly exciting or challenging during the process? Mine is pretty basic but my new race is a i'm probably gonna say this wrong but kitsune kitsune something like that um and with that comes well with one of the specific types or whatever and the one that i chose comes with something called foxfire and i thought that just classic foxfire would be pretty sweet so that's what i went with it is basically that I have sort of like crackly electric fire that I can just cast at people. Sort of like a cantrip, I'm pretty sure. Doesn't show up on my cantrip list, but it's something I can do. Not terribly powerful, but it's still cool. So, yeah, I'm excited about that. Still haven't used it yet, but I'm still excited about it. <laughs> I haven't looked too much in the ancestry feats of the Kitsune. Uh, I wonder if... You could take a feat to like upgrade the power later down the line. I would like to do something like that, but that'd be cool. I'll, yeah, we'll see. You called it a classic, a classic uh, foxfire. So there were other types. Uh, there is. I believe you can either do like 
it gives you cold damage, fire damage, or I think there might be one more. There might be poison damage, but um, yeah, there's a there's a handful of different ones, but I don't know. It's fun. Fire's fun. Yeah, if you're a frozen wind kitsune, your fox file deals cold damage instead of electricity or fire. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, there goes my camera again. What is your deal? <laughs> I, I don't know. It was fine, like, for the entire preamble, and then we started recording. And then maybe that has something to do with it? I don't know. It's weird. I think you and your camera should break up. I don't know what it has against us, but we're your friends before it was. It's it's, yeah. dri- it's driving a wedge in between us, yeah. I, I agree. Is. I'll have to talk to it. Oh, is that the new Yoko Ono brand? <laughs> Good one. Thank you. Yeah, my, tr- like, transition to Pathfinder wasn't, like, it wasn't too bad, actually. I ended up kind of going with a different, because there is still a fighter class in Pathfinder 2E, and that's what Flint was in D&D. Um, but uh, I kind of, like, ended up trying out Swashbuckler, and I sort of like how how it turned out um it just this whole process though made me really happy that i'm not a caster because that shit sounds complicated <laughs> <laughs> it, it is complicated uh however i like it a lot more i man the the battle mage type character in uh in pathfinder is just it's exactly what i wish like a warlock would have been in some other system that's the fact that I I have so many different options for like attack cantrips of different like elemental damage types and stuff like that. Um, that stuff you'd be burning, you know, really valuable spell slots just to get like a single chance to like hit something's weakness. You know, I don't know. It's feel very much more competent as a just all out battle mage in Pathfinder. Yeah, it definitely seems to work better for melee caster than the Hexblade did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm also realizing through this icebreaker how little we've actually seen of our or your characters, characters in action. Yeah. Some people not might enough. not even realize these are our classes yet. Surprise! Uh, the Swashbuckler, I think, was a cool pick for Flint, though, because it's like he does the dual wield in, even though he's kind of, like, blunt in a lot of ways, he did like to do fancy things sometimes. Well, and I think I kind of touched on this a little bit, like when I was describing him visually, but like um, there is just like because before it was just sort of like raw energy, um, more of like a brute force sledgehammer style approach to combat. This is like he's a little more refined in his movements and stuff, and it's a lot more elegant now. It's more like a scalpel. Because I didn't actually get to use oh my camera's back. Um, I didn't get to use uh, um, any of the precise like finisher or um, confident finisher, any of that kind of stuff against the balls because apparently the balls can be confidently finished you know what i'm saying <laughs> I, I don't know what you're saying what balls <laughs> the balls we fought that you kicked yeah so the doors we all, we, we all kicked we, yeah the, the door balls okay no the um the will of the wisps that we fought oh okay yeah those balls you're talking about the fin- precise finishers as your swashbuckler well, because I couldn't, I couldn't get panache because I couldn't tumble behind them or tumble through or do any of that kind of stuff. I guess there may have been, a, there might have been other ways that I could have yeah. like gotten that somehow. But I'm still kind of working out exactly what circumstances like garner that and which. Well, and I think do not. I, I guess you just got to be creative. Yeah, just being creative and then arguing with the DM <laughs> about your creativity to get the panache, especially with this new system. Like, feel free to state your case because I oftentimes will probably forget. 
the mechanic. It just it just feels cheap just to every time be like, I don't know, I'm going to do a flip off of a wall or something like that. Like, I guess that works because if, if I fail, then like, yeah, because you have to roll like an acrobatics. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there'd be consequences of that. So it is like a gamble either way. But I don't you know. I guess, you know, it's a new system. We'll see. Figuring We're it getting out. Used to yeah. It. yeah. Yeah. Uh, I also was a fighter. And I also did not go fighter in Pathfinder because my fighter had, uh, I don't know that you'd call it magic, but special abilities that I didn't see an option for in Pathfinder that's very mm. melee oriented in Pathfinder. Um, and I wanted to still have some of that like unique stuff. So I um, actually went champion, which um, there are some things I've discussed with the DM to story wise have her move in that direction, which I think will be fun. And you've already seen a little bit of it. And I don't know all of it, but just some thoughts I threw at him. I don't know all of it either. Or any of it. <laughs> I know stuff. But just doing like the demoralizing and all the uh, different conditions and stuff, I'm excited to do more with that. Mm -hmm. For me, it was, uh, I mean, I think anyone could guess what I am already, just especially what I've done just since we've had the transition. <laughs> just Alchemist. all healing all Satanist. the time. Oh, yeah, you're right. Satanist. Satanist. <laughs> um, uh, we're, all, we're all playing tabletop RPGs. We're all Satanists. Well, actually, that's not true. They, there's several classes you could be. You could be an oracle. Well, I'm a cleric. <gasps> oh, and a Satanist. I thought you were a witch. Uh, <laughs> that'd be cool. <laughs> But I think the hardest part for me was deleting my character sheet like twice and then having to pick everything again and figure that out and re-roll <laughs> yeah. everything. And yeah, that was that it. That was, was fun. Um, that was and so then fun. other than that, it was actually just deciding on what I wanted for because we had to level up to five and then I had to pick all these skill feats and things. And it was so hard to choose. So there are so many options. It is like I would I would write down what like anything that stood out to me, I would write down and then I'd have a list of like. 10 things and i was like oh my god i remember when we were running through a little uh practice scenario i came up with when we were working on the switch and we loaded up all our characters and realized bo's character sheet was gone and i just like sat on the steps in my house and just like <laughs> opened pathfinder book and just like stared forward at the wall just for like a solid like <laughs> 10 minutes like Oh God! What have I done? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> well, we're here. We're, we're here not we dead are. yet. What yeah. about your new DM character? Uh, my new DM character. Uh, I'm super excited uh, to play Pathfinder. I feel like, in a lot of ways, this is kind of a it's it's a more complicated and leveled up system. So I'm excited to see the curveballs you guys throw at me. Um, of course playing D&D 5e for so long I was a walking encyclopedia so it's a little more difficult for me but I like the challenge and I I do truly think that this system will I I'm ready to really get into some like I wonder how the uh, thinking back I was re-listening to a couple episodes and listen to Hogoth episode like I don't know 26 or something around there and just like wondering like how would this have played out in Pathfinder like what how what elements of this fight would be different so i'm really right. excited to kind of get into some of that 
Well, and I mean, we're, you know, things are happening in rail right now and we're like possibly getting ready to leave the alchemy lab. And I'm kind of excited that like, you know, it seems like we're, we're kind of broadening the scope a little bit too, yep. potentially with this next move. Cause everybody's got objectives that kind of lie pretty far from the established stomping ground that we sort of develop. So I'm excited for that. It seems like most of them are actually kind of fairly in like a travel line with the others. It's almost like somebody planned that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tanner. God. <Probably> <laughs> to end this off, I have a question for our listeners. Um, if you've made it this far, is What's there your social anything... security number? <laughs> what is your mother's maiden name? <laughs> No, but what is like something that you were super excited to hear like the DM explain about and you were like, oh, they're definitely going to go down that path and go figure <laughs> that shit out. What was that? Because I feel like not only will you connect on some level with the DM at that point, <laughs> but it just it's interesting to hear. Like if there was something that you really wanted us to do and we just fucking gave you the middle finger and mooned you on our way out, like let, let us know. I want to know. You know what? what? might have been. Email no, us join, you know, do us one better and do uh, join our Discord. Yeah, join our Discord okay. and put it in the Discord and there. I'll force this party to follow that lead. <laughs> <laughs> if you ever want a goddamn hero point ever again, you will do exactly <laughs> what I say. Reroll. By the way, you can find the... Hero, you can join the, join the Discord through our link tree if you're interested. Yeah. Which is in the description of this episode, wherever you find it. Which is... Which the description is also in the link tree. So it creates an infinite loop <laughs> where there's a superposition of existing and not existing. And you have to find it. And once you do, you'll see God. <laughs> and that's my gift to you. Speaking of. Gifts to you. And seeing God. And seeing God. <laughs> we last left off with our party discovering a couple things chatting about a couple things and really dealing with the fallout of this cataclysmic event that happened. Specifically, we left off with Flint gaining a little bit of insight from the pink-haired gnome Spring and her metallic beetle that did some scouting of the town of Brambleton. But we're going to jump forward just a little bit here. We are going to pick up in a meeting with all of our party members, uh, where they are deciding their next step. I assume this is taking place in the alchemy lab itself, the actual lab. You guys can tell me who you want there or who you think should be there. And I'll go grab a beer and take a peep. So have fun, guys. <laughs> I think Maximus I mean, I think should be there. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, can we get him back out of the door, please? It's, uh, it's all in shadow and Maximus. <laughs> this meeting. Um, no, I mean, nice realistically, try. I think it should probably just be the core group at this point until we really decide what we're doing next. And by core group, do you mean the players or Kella and the or, yeah, Lilac the players. and Tree? I should only be Kella, Lilac, um, Gator. Olivia. Quick 50 minute role play session with myself. Can we get the spider in there too? <laughs> well, it's good to see you again. I miss William. The cat. <laughs> I wonder what the spider turned into. Do you think he turned into like a giant ape? Kind of like. He's a gorilla. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, should it just be us for the moment? 
Kieran sure. will go along with whatever, so. Sure. All right, so the five of you enclosed in the alchemy lab, it's still a mess. It's been semi-cleaned up by Kella and perhaps a couple people helping, but acid stains have eroded away parts of the counters. Beakers, flasks lay shattered at, at piled up, uh, swept up into piles. What are you guys doing? Um, I'd say we probably, unless anybody else has any objections, kind of come into this sort of like, you know, it's like a nice pan into mid-conversation and Flint just kind of leans down on the table. He says, North. North is the only option here. Aye. That's where I need to go, right, Bo? Yeah, I think North's our best bet, and I want to see if we can get some help for Shadow, too. There's more than one reason to go. We need to we need to get closer to that whatever the hell is split in the sky right we need to we need to figure out what the playing field is like because right now we're kind of blind we don't know what we're working with and brambleton well we do have to discuss the fact that we are sort of leaving brambleton to its fate which i don't know that we have another choice at this point as much as i think we would all like to bear more responsibility for innocent lives i think at this point, our plates are full. This is bigger than Brambleton. It's bigger than us. We have to act, and we have to act fast. We can help one town where we can help everybody. You know what I mean? Everybody. Because what's at the base of that? Pretty light up there. So started all this. And maybe what's going to end it? If we're leaving, maybe we should go find Donovan. I'll go fetch him. Give me a couple of minutes. I'll be back. And Star is going to go out and find him. And Star, you walk out and close the door behind you. Walking down the hall, you see Donovan talking with Gator and Olivia, and they're seemingly looking over this rolled-out parchment. Um, Donovan himself is using his arm to, or hand, rather, to sort of draw with charcoal on this and is pointing to different places and, and you walk up and he looks up and he's like sorry it's no offense but a little disorienting to see you in this way uh, you're telling me try waking up in this shit anyway we need you and your two side pieces <laughs> uh, need a couple pieces of ass in there if you know what I mean um, like three acres <laughs> of your ass <laughs> what? what? <laughs> no I'm, I'm just really disorienting <laughs> I think you should um, lie down <laughs> I, I can't this tail is too awkward for me <laughs> um, anyway I don't even know what to call them though there is Tenets? two best I don't know side pieces uh, yeah, okay. Second in command? I don't know. Yeah. You're second and third in command. Okay. Donovan, we need to talk to you. Go ahead and bring yourself and your two best people. This is important. Of, of course, but Gator and Olivia actually need to go back out. Uh, we're still securing the perimeter, but uh, if that's okay with you, Star, I, I can 
I can be a liaison for them. I trust you to pass the information along. Let's go. He follows you. Spear just sort of acting as almost like a walking stick. And he is, like, still kind of bruised in his face from just kind of overworking himself um, and just the commotion. Everybody's kind of sore. It's a lot of heavy lifting, uh, a lot of rebuilding, things like that. And it's still, you know, uh, the day after. So there's a lot of work to do. And he was like the first person in that fight, right? When everything was coming out of that door. Yeah, yeah. Him and Gator yeah. were right there. And you enter in the alchemy lab. He walks in, you close the door behind him and he's, he's like, all right, so what's the plan? Well, Donovan, the long and short of it is Brambleton is burning, and we don't have time to save it right now. He, like, mouth slightly agape, like, looks at Star, and then back at Bo and Groth and even sort of side looks Kiara and is like what do you mean? Star will kind of reach over to put a hand like on his on his staff and she'll say it's not that we don't care trust me it kills me that we can't do this We have priorities, and Brambleton is one small piece of this puzzle. And we're being pulled in a million different directions. We have to go. I think the time has come, Donovan. You gotta decide what's important to you. Do you survive? Or do you fight? I... I can't believe I'm I'm hearing this. What did What are we doing here? What did we fight for? We've got brothers and sisters and mothers in Brambleton. I'm not ready to give up. Just one piece of the puzzle. It's one of the last. I grew up in the Riverlands. My home burned down. I served time as a slave for the fucking empire. If I wanted to just survive, it would have been subservient. This is... Fine. If you guys want to go, that's fine. I understand... Whatever the hell you guys are getting up to. Tangling with dragons and dryads or whatever fucking story of the week you have. But those people need my help and I'm going to help them. With or without you. If we don't know what the hell is going on, how do you expect us to protect all of you? We need to find out what's happening now in the bigger picture. And I understand if you feel that way. But know that just because we're headed two different directions doesn't mean we're not on the same side. No. Holy man, I think he's right. I think... I think he's realized that he's ready to be the leader that these people need. And Flint will kind of, like, take a couple steps toward him. Clap him on the shoulder. <sighs> this is going to be hard without you guys. 
But I'm no fool. I I understand. I I know this is bigger than Brambleton, but God damn it. I did not work this hard. These people did not work this hard to forget about that town. And you know what? Lilac wants Pavel dead, and I will give it to her. Donovan, I want you to remember this moment. Take a look outside. Those people out there, they're not just peasants and farmers anymore. They're not refugees. Most of them are soldiers, and it's thanks to you. I believe you can do this. I believe all of you can do this. He stands a little straighter and gives you a nod. And he says, Come back when you can. We'll do... We'll do everything we can. We'll keep these people safe. But without a doubt, we'll need your help again. And you'll have it. We'll be back. Star will kind of, you know, still with her hand over his. Just say, we won't forget about you guys. We could never forget about you or this place. But we've done what you've done. This is, for what it's worth, more of a home than I've had in many years. And I'm only sorry that I can't stay to help you fight. I know it's in good hands, though. He bites his lip and he just says, Thank you. All of you, truly. You're not from Brambleton. You could have... You could have left at any time. You can see his eyes starting to swell a little bit. He says, I need to get back. A moment, Donovan. I am happy that you have a home worth fighting for such as yours, but take it from me. Though some may look like the enemy, they might not all be as strong and determined in their cause as you are. Wise words. Thank you. Stay alive, you idiot. Get back to them. Could say the same to you. No promises. One last thing before you go. Something only Louis knows. And after right now, it'll be you, Louis, and I guess these fuckers behind me. And everybody else in this room. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody close your ears! Whatever that is, I'm pointing at the Crab Knock Mountains and the giant beam coming off of it, I strongly suspect it's going to bring back everyone and everything that has died and has not yet become dust somehow at some point so if Louis needing hands to build his wall trust me that's important when your battle is won you wall up Brambleton you wall up this lab as fast as you can I will. I promise. Good. And don't tell anyone until 
you know you need to. Okay. Have you said this in front of us yet? I feel like you said it to someone else, so you haven't said this like in front of like. I said it to Louis. I don't. I don't think anybody. Yeah, else you didn't there. think he ever. Because like Bo would probably be like, "The fuck did you say?" <laughs> really yeah, upset. I was gonna tell you when we hit the road, holy man, but uh, <laughs> it's important that Donovan knows. Otherwise, all this we're doing now be for nothing. Okay. Well, yeah, Flint will just Flint will be strapping on his backpack. He's all loaded up. Yep. His dildo <laughs> bag. Bag of dildo. Wait, we bag of holding now. Shit, I forgot about that. Yep. Mm. It's his one right. Put Louie in it. Bring him with us. <laughs> Just make sure to open it every fifteen minutes or so. Actually, that's probably too a, long. Just, just get a, just put a straw on the top for like a <laughs> interdimensional straw. Yeah. Just really quickly, I have a question for you guys before we move on. But it doesn't seem like Bo is rejecting Donovan's like plight, right? Like when no, I said that. No, I think that? you're. I think you were more just trying to get it across to him that it's like we're all part we're of the not, same team. Yeah, we're like, we're not yeah. like fucking okay. you over by doing this. Okay, we're not telling you, you fuck we're off. We're all in the same yeah. fight. Yeah, because yeah. Flint was like, no. And I was like, no to all of it, because okay. <laughs> there was, that was supposed to be more like trying points. to build up Donovan's self-confidence if he was feeling like we were abandoning him. It wasn't okay. meant to be like indirect contest to what you were saying, but it, I feel like it kind of came across that way. <laughs> no, it's okay. I just, that's why I wanted to ask really quick. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Anyway. Flint just turns and backhands the shit out of you. <laughs> no. <laughs> you speak what's spoken to. <laughs> okay, so just to kind of get you guys in the right mindset, if you are headed north uh, to the place Bo believes Kiaren can be helped, uh, Pass I... Grove. Yeah, <laughs> way past Nars Grove. Just a quick, just That's a quick on the detour. way to Groth's <laughs> place, right? Uh, it's actually out of the way of everything. All the time, not, forever. Not to get stuck up on the logistics, but like, how would like could could, could Flint have like a carrier pigeon or something to send shit back between him and Raven? Uh, you might or be how, able to pay somebody to do something like that. Okay, I'm just wondering how that that would work in Rel. I mean, probably because carrier pigeon magic. I could tell you all sorts of ways, like you know, in from Flint's background, maybe sure. that like he'd be able to get a message across the mountains or something. But I Star just, has sure we're all on the same page. an animal like friendship ring. Yeah, I was gonna say Star will just catch a bird and be like, if you don't fucking deliver this message, <laughs> or it's not friendship, <laughs> no it's uh, speak with. So it could be a sub- like yeah, it's yeah like that doesn't sound friendly, that's how, so that how speak with animals works. And also, <laughs> nobody on this side has speak with animals, so they'd just be like, what's with all these fucking birds? <laughs> no, no, you like bring the note, so then they have a note. <laughs> Uh, anyway, um, you guys on roll 20 should have a bit of an area map for the kind of region known as uh, South Kravnok, just to the south of the Kravnok Mountains. You can take the old King's Road, and Bo, you know this all. Uh, you're pretty familiar with the area. The old King's Road goes up to th- to and through the Kravnoks, to Brunsholt, and then farther through Grimholt. Uh, but you have to pass over the hilllands, uh, and at that point, the Old King's Road splits to go to Godfrey's Watch or further to the Kravnoks. Of course, Bo, you know the temple, which is not common knowledge, uh, is hidden to the right, just nestled right in the beginning of the Kravnok Mountains. From here, 
the travel would be six or I'm sorry, three days on the road at a standard pace. Um, six days if you move at more of a careful pace. And if you really wanted to hustle without resting, you can get there in a day and a half, but you would be obviously very fatigued. Right. I think we should move at night. Well, it's always sort of night. It's always night. So. Oh, yeah. Cool. So that's all the time. So that's, that's hustle. <laughs> yeah, don't worry never, about that. Never stop great. traveling. Yeah. Um, I mean, do is Godfrey's Watch like a settlement? Godfrey's Watch is a sort of military encampment town. Uh, it is Godfrey's Watch refers to the military installment, but there's been a small, almost temporary so like trading town. Post? Yeah, uh, called Ardwood that has grown up, or also, uh, erupted. Also, um, there. This is a long time ago, but Bo told you about a, his like job that he was sent to. The reason that he was even in Brambleton, right? Um, I he so like he was. It was basically a um, for a monetary sum for um, under the emperor, but it was more of a lead for Bo, not necessarily a job. And if I would have gone through with it, I would have had to report to Cap- Captain Evan Olsen at Godfrey's Watch, so there's he would be there. I think you have I mean, everybody on this end convinced that you did do it. I, I'm i not interested in reporting. I don't, never wanted to do the job. I just, it was more of like a, as a lead, I guess. Yeah, Flint doesn't know anything about your guys' need to go to the Temple of Dusk and Dawn or anything like that, so... Well, I think we talked about it, and that's where we cut in at. Like, I think you and Bo talked about it. Well, I think... Or was it a I was imagining in the group meeting, because you said we cut in mid-conversation, and I was like, yeah, and that's the direction of the temple we're trying to go. Right, yeah. Okay, well, I guess... Anybody, save for Bo, could rule me a religion on the Temple of Dusk and Dawn, if you want to see if you've even heard of it. Bo, you don't obviously need to roll, because you know quite a bit about it. I'll give it a shot. 13. Kiara knows nothing. I won't roll. <clears throat> I don't know anything. Okay. Yeah. I think make... Flint also yeah. just doesn't really care too much. Thanks. Um. Change. <laughs> uh, but no, uh, so yeah, I guess Flint's suggestion would be that you guys go chase down that lead, and maybe we split the party. We go to Godfrey's. Well, I guess you need. Why to go are you there going anyway, to Godfrey's though. Watch? Get supplies. If we're going to the Crab Knox, we probably need some supplies. Hmm. Well, based on the way this is laid out, and the way that we were talking about getting from Inara's Grove to Brambleton back home, it should all be on the way. Right. Shut One up. straight line. Everything's <laughs> on the way of everything else. <laughs> One thing that Bo you would know is there's definitely supplies at the temple. Oh, okay. It's a it's a pretty large place. Maybe not a full town if you're looking for stables or something really specific, but But by any means I know people there who are willing to help me and in yeah. my best interests rather than I don't know about the other place. So I mean especially just focused being, on Oh. Especially it being like um under the Empire. Yeah, um Flint's just, he just need yeah, he's focused on getting supplies wherever that might lead them. Also, really quick, do any of us know anything about the spires? Is that, like, safe traversal, or... Give me... Is there, I'm sorry, is there a history on these? 
But that would not be the direction we would want to go, right? Ultimately, we'd have to go that way, right? Seems like we'd have to go the, other... the mountains. Yeah, I thought the map, the path towards the temple, like skirted those. And then no, went yeah, to the but just eventually we're going to need, to need to go up into the Crab Knox if we want to check out the purple beam. So if we're coming from the temple to the Crab Knox, we have to come back south. Yeah, you see the cliffs and the the path ending. The one that goes up I just the assume temple. there's a path at the We might be able to be the top part. Bennett somehow. Yeah, there might have been a path over here. Yeah. Probably try something. It depends on if it would be quicker taking the, the established road or like roughing it through, you know. Maybe Bo knows, maybe someone at the the temple knows, so Groth yeah. would yeah. almost well, immediately suggest that we probably kind of stay on the roads at least going through the Kravnoks. Sure. I haven't grown up up there, it's uh you would okay. know that well, how about it's not easy to move. For now we Right. Now, but for now, we just head to the temple, and then we'll plan our next move from there, because it sounds like that's a pretty urgent need for Kiaran anyway. Yeah, we it's have like to get there soon. A medical emergency. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, also, we could talk I want to people to, there, yeah, like both suggested. I want to roll the history on the spires. I'm curious. I don't yeah, know if I would know anything about oh, it yeah. anyway. But There's not really a history. I mean, there's like a society, um, and then there would be like oh, yeah. nature or... Survival? Something. Yeah, survival, I guess, maybe. I guess I would take any of those. I'll do survival on them. I'm going to do nature, if that's okay. Yeah, that's fine. Can I do lore underworld? Yeah, you can, actually. Sweet. And each of these will kind of give you different things, depending. Okay. Wait, so someone's doing a survival, someone's doing a nature? Yep. I'm doing nature. Okay, I'm going to roll Flint's just thinking about two. bandits and ambushes and stuff like that. Yep. What's a big old nine get me? Big old nine gets you nothing. Jack shit. What would lore warfare uh, get me? Oh, those spiky things. I've seen those. <laughs> What'd you say, Bilzar? I said, what would lore warfare get me? Uh, You can roll it if you want. It'll get you something <laughs> warfare related. Done. Uh, I got a 15 for nature. Uh, With a 15 with nature... Uh, you know that it's kind of the path that transitions into the Kravnox. This is where you really start having scarcity of, a little more scarcity of food and natural resources. It's filled with just these tall spires, which are quite magnificent. But yeah, I mean, it's it's where you start to get in sort of that more mountainous terrain. Okay. I would assume we're probably... We're probably at least packing our shit or on our way out at this point, but Star will yeah, just kind sure, of share sure. that with the group. She's like, I don't know much about the spires, um, but I do know that it's not going to be... We'll want to be well supplied before we go in. I don't know how long it'll take us to get through them, but there's not going to be a lot of food or resources within them. I'm making it difficult for you, Tan. I got a natural 20 on my lore warfare. <laughs> you know a really good place to set up a big badass line at trebuchets <laughs> did any battles happen there you would know that the giant spires act as sort of a natural defense against kind of military movements uh, because it is nestled while there is a lot of cover it is very cramped um it is hard to move armies through it. Yeah, it'd be hard to move armies through it. If you did, it point. would it would have to be like a, a pretty big march, and you would have to be very well supp supplied. 
it's one of kind of the natural reef there it's sort of the first natural defense that bronze hammer has against any sort of foreign incursion is just the difficulty it would take to even get a, uh, a large army through there as well as the convenience of an ambush uh, especially with a smaller sort of guerrilla style tactics uh, could be very devastating would you get flint uh, 19. Okay, so on that note, um, it is a very cramped place, but it is also very treacherous. It's very easy for bandits or sort of a clever ruse to really entrap merchants there. However, one thing that does prevent that from being quite a big uh, vantage point is the nearby Godfrey's Watch and the watchtowers that reside on the cliffs over the giant spires. Gotcha. Hmm. Okay. I didn't even notice those until you said it. I got a 23 on nature. Okay, so with a 23, uh, what I think you know is what I had told Starlet. However, giving you a little bit more, you do know that there are a couple sort of uh, uh, beasts and monstrosities that are known to have hunting grounds in the giant spires. Notoriously basilisks. Ooh. Mm. Okay. I'll just... I'll be like, actually, and then I'll just, like, <laughs> talk about it after starting. <laughs> okay. So, should we just say we're traveling at a normal, casual pace towards the temple? Slightly as... Well, I was going to say quickly, but that's quickly for me, probably, which is slow. So, casual. I mean, you guys, we shouldn't probably split up. You guys could be hauling ass. Do we all want to haul ass? No, I just mean that Karen actually can't haul ass because she's slowed. Oh, so, okay. never mind. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, for her, it's quickly. We'll say, we'll say just for the, the point of traveling, that'll still apply to a normal pace. Okay. Karen will try to travel as fast as she can. Okay. Assuming Bo keeps up. You Probably guys are shifts throwing you on his shoulders so you can just like rest your legs for an hour. In my heavy armor. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are leaving, heading out, getting your packs ready. We see a last scene of goodbyes, a hug between Louis and Groth, Donovan shaking hands with Starlet. Bo, I imagine you're probably doing one last sweep of the little sort of garden area. Yeah, the garden and, like, the... Yeah, there's that room, too, that Bo had made to kind of allow people to, you know, um, like, pray or to do whatever... To have the equipment, I guess, and, like, space to connect with their gods or goddesses or beliefs. Probably, and like, restocking stocking and play Scrabble if they want. Or, do, or just hang out, you know? Soak some mm. weed. I don't know. Um, but... Yeah, just, like, kind of replenishing, like, the incenses and, like, you know, getting yeah. that space nice and, yeah. And Flint, you saying goodbye to Raven. If you were done, I guess I was going to say I would like to stop in and say goodbye to Treebark as well. L Treebark's kind of helping you guys pack and things like that, maybe giving you some pointers and being like, be very careful. We don't entirely know what has changed since this Incursion. Likely what we saw on our journey will not be what you see. 
Keep your wits about you. Thank you. We will. You're traveling uh, with a dark elf. (laughs) (laughs) I know that you'll help protect these people, but let them help protect you as well. Of course. Don't die. (laughs) You either. I believe... At some point, there may have been a sparring match that you and I needed to have, but never quite did, so... I'll be back for that. Count on it. And you guys head out, probably about... Say... We'll say you guys maybe stayed another night, caught out in the morning, just to sort of get all your stuff ready. Fairs in order. I give Crunch a farewell slap. I was gonna say, I was gonna, I want, <laughs> but wants to go pet the cat, pat the door for Maximus, and... Give Crunch a little, little well, scratch on the chin or something. You actually find uh, Crunch out by Kiaran while Kiaran's kind of watching you guys all say your goodbyes and Crunch goes, So what's your deal? <laughs> you single? <laughs>, <laughs> Kiaran laughs. <laughs> Why are you offering? He blushes a little bit and he goes, Yes, and then scurries away. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I love it. That's my suitcase. (laughs) (laughs) All right, and you guys start cutting through the woods, heading back towards the main path outside the alchemy lab. The sky is this purplish dark above you. Speaking of which, who all has dim light or dark vision? Karen does. Cross. What, uh, does it say that somewhere? Yeah, under level one. Oh, yes, I have dark vision. Okay. I don't think I do, but I did previously. I don't think you do have Probably dark not. vision. <laughs> well, that's fucking dumb. Oof, you just came from being a cat, too. Fuck. Yeah, you're new, you're used to nightlight, and now as a fox, you can't. It's an interesting change. That's probably actually pretty unsettling. Oh, disorienting. Jarring as fuck, it yeah. Is, but that's, I don't know. Were foxes not night animals? I thought they kind of were. I thought they were That's too. okay. Um, so you're going to have trouble seeing day or night with this darkness overhead. And so perhaps you have a torch. I'm sure you have a torch or something. Do you want to keep that lit? Do you want to just kind of follow your allies? Star is going to just rely on her senses. She's definitely not going to light a torch. She can avoid it. Okay. Would uh, Fox maybe have a little better sense of smell than everybody else in the party? Unless she has some sort of mechanical thing. No. <laughs> no. Okay. Um, I don't think arcane foxes have the same, like, rules of logic. We, like, all rested and everything. Yeah, yeah. Left. Count yourself all rested and healed up. Okay. Um, We're arrested. You're under arrest. Okay, so who's leading? Probably Bo, I imagine, since you know the way. Do I know if this is, like, a path that would be a risk of getting lost? I mean, like, or if it's a pretty, like, straightforward road. It's a pretty well-traveled road. Yeah, it's the main road. Uh, Yeah, in fact, you know, the Old King's Road is the main road that cuts through all of West Rel. Mm -hmm. I actually do have low light vision. Sorry. Okay, so during the day, you'll That's be able to good. see. Um, in fact... There's no day. That's good. <laughs> well, during the day-ish. 
Oh, yeah, was, I thought that it didn't really change, so I'm confused. There's now. a brighter twilight kind of ish thing going on. Yeah, so it's during the day it's dim light. So there's like a very faint sort of like a like a full moon like almost. Like a dusk. Yeah. So it never gets bright. The sun doesn't come out, but it's there is a slight variation in day and night cycle. Just funny because it's like the Temple of Dusk and Dawn. They're just like hell yeah, because it's always like dusk and dawn. We, like, we did it, guys. <laughs> <laughs> we were the right ones. <laughs> okay, so who's leading? Tell me the sort of party order here. I don't mind leading since I know where I'm going. Start probably. Floyd will take second. Yeah, third, I'll take the back. Second or third. Okay. Groth will be next to back. Okay, great. Uh, all right. So, who wants to roll for random encounter? One of you guys want to do that? Hell yeah, brother. Alright, start. Give me a D100. Want me to just roll? Fucking roll 20. Okay. What's well, Ari, you want to roll? Is that what's going on? I have dice if you want me to just roll. Yeah, I don't care. Whoever. Yeah, you, you do the roll because you got dice. 44. 44, okay. How about this? Roll me a D4, Star. I don't like that you changed four. the music. I just tried to put some music on. Uh-huh. You said four? Yeah. Okay. Flint's arm falls off. His nose always smells like farts. If any interesting does that sometimes. plants stand out to me on the way, I'll stop and pick up actually well, yeah. to, as as we're traveling hold on anything, are you guys going yeah, go full speed or are you guys going oh, slowly so true. you can do things like this oh uh, full speed because there is a difference between like i'll go as fast as the others allow me detect magic looking for stuff or going at your right. entire full speed yeah if anybody stops grouth is walking past him <laughs> okay so you guys continue on walking through the old king's road as it's weaving over hills and these hills are rolling and spanning and there's certain areas where you can see miles though it's so dark it's hard to make anything out but it's twists and turns and dips and and climbs and what light that has been emanating from this broken sky is slowly starting to fade why don't you all give me perception checks? 24. Okay. 18. 27. 19. Also, 18. 18, 19, 24, and 27. Okay. I think most of you end up seeing this, but Groth and Flint, you notice pretty quickly... As you're cresting up one of these hills that the old king's road follows, you see kind of a plume of black smoke up ahead, cresting over the hill, maybe carefully. You see a small watchtower that is billowing some sort of smoke from the top of it. Now, at this point, with your perceptions, you have noticed it early enough. You can attempt to move past it, move closer, or sprint directly at the building if you'd like. <laughs> it obviously seems occupied, but it could be a good place to rest for the evening. 
smoke billowing out like there is a fire or it is on fire. Like there's a fire from the top of it. Okay. Like you see open flame. Like they need help. And it's a stone watchtower. Perhaps. Mm. It's a watchtower though. My head's up, by the way. Yeah. Are there... Is there any animals around? Any birds? <laughs> Give me a nature. 13. I'm rolling poorly tonight. Yeah, you know, nothing Nothing seems to be around. And also, it's, you know, at this time of sort of what could be considered dusk, your, just your general knowledge of the landscape... You don't think there's going to be a whole lot around. So we are thinking we need to start looking for a place to rest, you're saying? Yeah, but you don't have to do that here, obviously. I can go take a look, scope it out. Or watch your six. Be 20 paces back. I I also have a spell that can help us find our way around if we decide... I'll be here. Um, yeah, Flint will pull his head up and sneak his way up to it. Kiaren okay. takes a chance to just sit down on a log and rest. <laughs> okay, so how far back is everybody going to be compared to Flint here? Oh, I assume he is, is clumsy as hell, so he's not going nowhere. I assumed we were just sitting here until he came back. So Okay, that that's quite a ways away at this point because you're just kind of cresting over. It's maybe a half or a quarter mile away. I mean, mm. Flynn would have definitely had people move up to where it seems like it's, you know, yeah. at the edge of being safe. I mean, stay I think, yeah. far enough back that there's no risk of being exactly. seen. Well, but... what we can also do here, since we are playing Pathfinder 2nd Edition, is we can do something called, what is it? Follow the leader. I have quiet allies, too. What does that mean? That might not be a bad thing. Roll a single stealth check using the, uh, wait, what is it? You, um, follow, yeah, I'll just read the <laughs> beginning. You're skilled at moving with a group when you're avoiding notice and your allies follow the expert. Follow you it. and your allies can roll a single stealth check using the lowest modifier instead of rolling separately. This doesn't apply for initiative rolls. That is cool. Uh, alternatively, so, yeah, if you do follow the expert, you could either take him up on that, doing one single, or... But you use the lowest of our modifiers? Yes. Yeah. Which, But I mean, I mean if like, you're all rolling, the lowest is probably going to be the one that counts anyway, I guess. Yeah, that, that's kind of what I was thinking. But that's that's weird, though, because if you roll if you roll one single Love check zero. And, so. and that person fails, does the whole party fail, like, collectively? Yeah, it sounds like it. I guess good. so. Because that almost seems kind of like a not. Well, it'd probably be deal. like it'd probably be like the expert, like makes a, a blunder in their pathing or something and accidentally cuts across like a, dead wide open like visible spot or something. Or the lowest but person does makes a blunder. It would seem. Real quick, are you a expert, in stealth? Um, yes. Okay, so everybody would get a plus two. Following your it would follow the expert. So I would yeah. have a two. Okay. And not everybody has to do it. You could, you know, do it in a group or whatever. Yeah, it's just, I think it's interesting because now that, like, we're playing that situation out, mechanically, fall, uh, Quiet Allies kind of doesn't really sound like it helps a whole lot, if anything. If the whole group, like, is riding on that one 
role. That well, I think it's mess things up more than I think it's supposed to be like a law of averages thing. Like instead of yeah, totally. Especially if like multiple of you have the lowest penalty. Like if you all like three of you had a plus two, you're just rolling it once instead of requiring three of them to be successful. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Well, yeah. Do we want to do that just to get everybody up kind of close? And then Flint to go take a look. We'll be like a hundred a football field away. Star's gonna just go with you. She would like to not be far away if something happens. So Yeah, I mean you're still stealthy, right? I'm at, I'm like Flint and Star always kinda Yeah. You know, okay. Tag team stealth. So Flint yeah. and Star. Okay. I think the rest of us are going to be semi-close, right? But just not as close. Are you thinking 60 feet? 100 feet? How big's a football field? 100 yards. So just tell me feet. 100 yards. No, no, no. 300 feet. We don't measure yards <laughs> in this game. But is that 300 feet? <laughs> I'd, yeah. I'd say if you guys want to be Roughly. 60 feet, that's probably better. Let's see. I that's can only move about two turns. 120 feet. Wait, what's our movement? Not 60 feet. What I can move. You're also slow. A hundred and oh, I can move seventy feet in a round. So, seventy feet. Oh. Okay. I, I can't picture how far away that is. I mean, is it fair just to ask what's the closest everybody can get and still not really like be at risk of being seen? I mean, I think a safe bet would be like sixty feet. Okay. Sure. Which was, yeah, I was saying about 20 paces originally was how I was going to follow anyway, so that works. Cool. Okay. So you guys are hunkering down at me and, and Flint and Star are going to go take a look. Okay. Uh, Flint, Star, give me stealth checks. Um, One of us should do follow the leader just so we get that plus two. I don't think you can if you have the same, if you're the same rank. Oh, okay. You're expert, right? Yes, I am. Okay, cool. I'm just going to roll it. Okay. 33. 28. Nice. Excellent. Okay. So, Star, cut me off if I'm doing something you wouldn't be doing, but uh, the idea is, yeah, Flint would be creeping up to the door if the door's unlocked, kind of peeking in. Yeah, I think Star will probably stay close to, like, an edge and just, you know, wait for your okay. Like, if she can, I don't know if these are, like, actual walls here, but she's going to try and hunker kind of behind one and keep eyes on Flint. So you guys sneak closer to this watchtower that has, that is built on kind of rigid, small, seven foot, five to seven foot uh, cliffs just overlooking this entire area. Um, the first thing you notice is a dead armored black rage soldier at the base of the stairs that lead into this open door you hear ruckus and commotion on the inside some pounding as well as snarling about flint you're getting closer what languages do you speak um just common and dorvin okay so you're hearing this sort of guttural like <laughs> Sounds like kind of an argument as there's this sort of rhythmic like toof, toof, toof pounding of, of what sounds like a club or some 
wooden instrument hitting a wooden door. Um, peek in. Do I see anything? Give me your perception check. Okay. Perceptions. Come on, baby. Okay, never mind. 14. I mean, that one, but 14. <laughs> Natural one. Ugh. Okay, so I think with a natural one, you kind of peer in, but the second you do, you see just some sort of humanoid figure, and it kind of looks back instinctively, and because of your stealth, you don't get caught, but you're pretty certain if you try to take another look inside, sure. you will be noticed or get, garner some sort of attention. Okay, um, just to expedite this probably double back to star and then double kind of double back to the group to the to, to the group to discuss okay yeah okay are, are we back at the group yeah okay um and i definitely wasn't able to get a count on how many were in there mm. with an at one right no. okay there's something going on in there um couldn't manage to get a good look without being seen um we can either move on or we can try and take it I'm ready for a fight if you guys are. Did it sound like anyone was in trouble, in need? Not necessarily. Again, it was hard to tell. Then I think we would be better off finding a different place to rest. Why fight if we don't need to? I agree. Okay, so should we try to go wide? Sure. I mean, I don't know. I guess Star is definitely on the side of just going in and fighting them because we might as well. But so Star is gonna really bring up information, though. I mean, that's true. But Star is gonna press it anyway. I'd be like, well, I have some new things that came with this body, and she's going to like whip out some like blue kind of crackly fire in one of her palms. She said, I'd really like to test it out before we get anywhere where the enemies actually matter. Who's to say these people or things deserve being killed? Why should we look for trouble when there is none? Well, perhaps there wouldn't be trouble if they would just let us sleep here for the night. Maybe we should go up and ask. I can't imagine our interests lie the same. I think that we should avoid this entirely. Well, right now we're two and two. Groth, what do you think? Oh, I'm always ready to knock on a door, see what's inside. I am not feeling 100% myself, and uh, I don't feel the need to fight something that isn't choosing to fight me or putting something else in danger. So if you feel that need, I will wait here. Can't help but agree. With who? <laughs> with Kiaran. Oh, you're right. We don't need to be going out of our way for a fight that we can avoid. Yeah, it throws the vote back to not fight then. Eh. Alright. I guess we'll never know what treasures lie beyond that door. <laughs> tasty, tasty treasures. I have such a big pocket for him now. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy Groth's gotta fill his big pocket. There's something going in here tonight. <laughs> All right, should we just keep moving then? I guess. Yep. 
Sounds like sorry I could have done to it. Sorry, sorry Tanner made a mat for it and everything. <laughs> What's up, guys? <laughs> hey, I tried. I want to go in there and fuck some shit up. Appreciate it. Star, what was it you were asking earlier in the episode? If there was something that we passed up and Tanner planned on us doing. <laughs> yeah. This is my vote. <laughs> okay, so does somebody want to roll me a survival check to find a good, safe place to camp? I could... I could help. Okay, do you uh, do you want to aid Kieran? Sure. Okay, so you have to hit a DC 20 to give a plus one. Okay. Can we, like, somehow discuss our skill to see who's more skilled <laughs> to like to know i mean as a i don't know i don't uh, know like to know you know how would that take place in a conversation i'm really good at looking for <laughs> like this is like kind of my training or like i don't know this is what i know to look for i mean if you don't want to help each other you could both kind of roll no roll. i mean i just wanted to know who is like had the more higher. than happy to just help you Okay, I just, yeah, I mean, it would just be helpful in, like, I guess, a future setting to know if... I mean, if, if you've been of... traveling for a while, maybe, but Kiaren's a very new companion. Okay. I do not succeed in helping. Okay. Okay. Which should tell you that I'm only mediocre at survival. <laughs> okay. I got a 23. Okay. So, about a half mile away, you find sort of... Uh, kind of almost like a, a sheer steep drop off of one of these hills that you all can kind of think of where the hobbits were hiding from the Nazgul and the Fellowship of the Ring, just sort of this natural cover. Um, and you guys set up a, a small camp there and spend oh, the night. This is much more a place I'm at home at anyways. Aye, hmm. Flint. <laughs> like cuddles up to a rock <laughs> okay Cross sleeps in the doorway so if anybody has to pee in the night they have to just pee their pants <laughs> just, I'll just pee on the entire entryway <laughs> what else is new yeah Should and you guys set up a watch I don't know how that works in Pathfinder but I mean I could say is... you guys do a do a watch sure okay who's for who's first up on the watch I'll take first one. Is there oh. any light left for a uh, star to do? Uh, to be no. able to see? No, okay. unfortunately. You could build a small fire if you like. Hmm. I don't know. Star's mad at you guys for not letting her fight stuff. She's not taking a watch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to bed. All right. So you guys go to bed and first watch goes by. Everything's fine. Second watch goes by. On the third watch, and we'll say for flavor's sake, this is Kiaren. <laughs> Kiaren, give me dice a, ready? Yeah, give me a perception check. <laughs> Shoot. I rolled a went away after that natural 20. Perception, it's a 16. Okay. In the middle of the night, in the distance, you maybe hear some faint yelling. Sounds of a Maybe some clanging steel and then a shrill scream. The scream of something dying. Before silence befalls. And you can't help but think. 
I bet that was coming from the watchtower that the DM made a map for. <laughs> <laughs> there was a scream. Yep. So I'm thinking that there was someone in danger that we failed to save. The world may never know. <laughs> but the rest of the night goes on, and we'll tackle day two of this journey next week on the Reroll Podcast. Do not share that info with the others. <laughs> Flint's sound asleep. He's fine. Star was listening and waiting. <laughs> Told you She's like, I fucking knew it. <laughs> I can't believe you guys passed up on that watchtower that had a wish spell in it. Star's just gonna, for the next day, instead of actually say anything about it, she'd be like, man. Star hates Karen even more now. <laughs> what kind of dole L is this? <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Reroll Podcast. The world of Rel and all characters within are copyright and fictitious. Any similarities to persons, living or dead, or actual events are purely coincidental. Reroll Gaming uses trademarks and or copyrights owned by Paizo Inc. Used under Paizo's community use policy, we are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. Reroll Gaming is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo. For more information about Paizo Inc. and Paizo products, visit paizo.com. Want to follow us on social media? Listen to another episode or send us hate mail? Check out our link tree for all our info. You can find that link in the episode description. Big thanks to Tabletop Audio for producing quality RPG music and ambiance that we can use in our games. The reroll main theme and all character themes are copyright Zingaring. The Chronicles of Rail theme and Frequency theme are copyright Tanner Prentice. Please consider donating to our Patreon or Ko-fi if you liked our content. We are hell-bent on making more and with your support we can make a lot more. And leave us a review wherever you heard this episode. New episodes every Monday at 12am Pacific Standard Time. See you then.